Welcome back to the Chocolate Bar. Our lives, our strength, our time. I'm Bree. I'm Dee. And we are here at episode 14, y'all. This is Yo. fantastic. <laughs> this has been such an amazing day. This is like one of the happiest days that I have had in a very long time. Not only because I get to sit here and yuck it up with my girl Dee, but I got an early birthday present as you all might hear or might see on my Instagram. And I am coming to you live from new legit podcasting shit, y'all. I got an actual microphone, some fat ass headphones. Like I am in this bitch. It is awesome. So thanks to Bay for hooking me up with an early birthday present and also, I am thanks sipping, her bay. Yes, <laughs> and I am also sipping on the most delectable ambrosia I have ever tasted. It is a pineapple mimosa, like pre-made by. It looks like it's by Soleil. I'm not really sure, but it is amazing. So if you hear me muting the sound like a zillion times, that's because I'm taking long, luxurious sips of this beverage as we talk. Anyway, so yeah, so far um, that's great. Uh, let me hear about your weekend, Dee. You know, I have taken this whole weekend to chill the entire hell out <laughs> because that's what I needed after spending, was that last weekend? Wow, that was last weekend, uh, driving back and forth from here to Fort Benning, Georgia. So I have literally just been chilling out all weekend. Um, I trained yesterday. I think I posted that on my Instagram. Um what else have I done? I literally have been doing nothing all weekend, and it's kind of awesome. I'm super excited that Narcos... Ain't God good. You know, I've been watching Narcos, and... Um, so what is this Narcos thing? Because you are about the 15th person I have seen mention it, either out of my friends or on Facebook or Instagram. I know it's one of those, like, shows you kind of binge on. I think my husband watches it, but I just... I'm not really sure what show it is. It is a Netflix... Um, series mm-hmm. and the original first two seasons were about Pablo Escobar. Oh, so, okay. And now it's transitioned to the Cali cartel. So it's basically the history of like the cocaine cartels mm. in Colombia. So okay, okay. I strongly suggested. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fucking fan. Um, mm. If you're into that stuff, is I it have, super violent? It's not as violent as it could be. Like is I'm not on, one on a scale of like. Mary Poppins to Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's, it's definitely less than Game of Thrones. Okay, cool. <laughs> because they do more hinting at violence, so you know what's happening. So not to give any, I won't use any names. So like there right. was a scene early on this season where they had a guy tied to some motorcycles and they fully intended to rip him apart, but they never. You don't really see him. You know what they did. Okay. And then you know what they intend to do, but and you'll sometimes see the end result of the violence, but you won't see. Okay. The violence. Okay. Because that's been my issue with Game of Thrones. Like I just. Ooh, anyway, um, yeah, okay, I'm, bad cool. at, I'm bad at violent TV too. Um, I, I'm, I'm one of those people, I guess. Some people say it's because I'm an empath. I just think I just don't like violent imagery because it sticks with me. Yes. Um, so there's that. Um, what else am I doing this weekend? I'm duck sitting this weekend for mm. the people. For those of you who have been following along and have seen the ducks and their 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 subsequent return to my Instagram lately, um, I'm babysitting the ducks this weekend. Their dad is out of town doing mm-hmm. something. I don't know what, um, but I am hanging out with the ducks. Um, they are getting huge. I really, 
I'm fascinated by how big they've gotten. But yeah, they, they decided I didn't want to be great today. So I'm the Ducks and I had a little bit of an argument today, but that's okay. Uh-uh. It's okay. I know, mean, how many of it? How many are there? There are two of them, Trump and Wiz. Okay, well, be and careful because they could kind of, you know, they could go double team you. Well, if- they got mad at their dad the other day because he left them in the hallway with me. Oh. And, you know, they sure did bite his sneakers. So <gasps> they do have a little bit of an attitude. Oh. The ducks do have an attitude. Listen, I love animals. I love every living creature. But coming me crazy, you're going to end up in a pancake with some plum sauce. Straight. <laughs> Well, I told you that uh, one of them got a little extra live with me last time and sure did peck at me because I took too long to put the food down. See. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So we had to have a little talk to, you know, Trump and I had to have a little conversation about that, but we're okay now. Yeah. Okay. They, I'm, they, saying, they, I'm just saying, hashtag duck lives matter, but. Right. But don't come at me sideways. Run up, get done up. That goes so. for every living creature in this here world. <laughs> anyway. What else? Um, I am... I will. I don't do formal reviews, but I am um, trying out a new meal prep service this week, so I'm super excited about that. I cannot mm-hmm. be. I can't be bothered to cook for the last month or so. So yeah. rather than going broke, right. ordering food in, trying to order healthy food in continuously, I am trying out another meal prep service. I had one last week that I think people saw on my Instagram. I'm trying a new one that a guy from the gym knows about or that he mm-hmm. actually runs. He has like a personal training, fitness kind of business. I was like, look, dude, I just want your food. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is what I ordered. Um, we'll see how that goes. If it's great, I'll recommend it. If it's not, I'll tell him and you guys will never hear about it again. <laughs> um, anything else? What else went on this weekend? I guess I can announce it here. Um finally (laughs) so we kept talking about good news last week um the good news is that i have finally after for those of you who don't know me in real life um i have gotten a new job yay i'm super excited off the plantation i am super excited um i i can't say a ton about who i work for because i never really say um but I'm really excited about this new opportunity. It has been, what, almost a month and a half in the making. This has been the strangest process. Actually, it's been like three years in the making. Well, that too. That too. (laughs) That too. Um, And it's really funny because, you know, people always say, oh, follow your passion, follow your heart. And usually they mean go start your own business. Right. And in my case, that is not like what I want to do is not about Mm -hmm. starting my own business. Um, Yeah, there's a passion for powerlifting and teaching women. And that kind of is where this comes from. And this comes into play. Um, Right. But no we are not going into podcasting full-time that's i not, wish that, that's not a thing we're doing right now <laughs> no. if we ever if if it goes that way yay chocolate yes. bar but yes. um but as long right as now, i have a young negro to get into and college to pay for right. that won't be happening anytime soon right exactly so um i am going back to what i really love which is public health um yay. i am going back to trying to save the world okay okay I've we need it we need yeah. it i've come to grips with the fact and i think this is important to talk about in like a larger on a larger setting in general is that i've come to grips with the fact that i am not a person who is motivated by money Mm -hmm. i mean i can't be broke don't get me wrong i'm bougie as fuck right you got bougie as fuck and i and i like nice shit and i like makeup and nice shit but but and powerlifting is really freaking expensive too yes but that's another show for another day and we actually Mm -hmm. did talk about doing that show um Mm -hmm. but I am not one who sales doesn't do a lot for me. Upselling people doesn't do a lot for me. I'm not, I just, that's not where my passion is. Right. So for me, it is about saving the world. You don't get a degree in public health to kind of make, be a billionaire. To, make a, to be a billionaire. You know, going right. to public health school that you can make a good living and you can live comfortably. 
but a lot of us do it for the sake of saving the world. So yeah. I am going back to pursuing that and kind of wandering my way back to being a black girl who just like really gives a fuck about the world. And right. I'm I'm really happy about it. It feels That's a better. Good place to be. My soul feels better already, yeah. even though I haven't even started yet. So um, yay to that! I'm so excited for you. And isn't it amazing how as you um, you know get older or i don't even say get older necessarily but you get more life experience your priorities change and you know what you said was so interesting to me because of course you know most people know that um you know i'm a recovering attorney as i say and it's always it was always so interesting to me because of course going into that it was like oh sort of the automatic correlation was oh well you know you're going to law school you're going to be a lawyer you're about to be paid blah 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 blah. and i even you know was sort of thinking that for a while like yeah this will you know be a way for me to make like a shit ton of money da, 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 da. and you know then as i started to practice and you know just kind of get deeper into my 30s and then i had a family and all of that at the end of the day i was like you know what like I just want to make enough money to live, to support my family, and to be able to fund my hobbies and passions. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Like that is that's that space where I find that I'm happiest, and I have been happiest. And even now, like you mentioned, when I'm looking at new opportunities, that's probably like number two to three on the priority list in terms of salary. Now, of course, no, I'm not interested in taking some gazillion dollar pay cut or working for yeah, free, no. but nope. there are so many other things that have become much more important to me um, professionally and, and trying. And so for me, it's now about trying to find a way to interweave those things that are priorities for me into you know work that is that allows me to sort of sustain my life. Um, and that may or may not be, you know, sort of that high level C-suite type position. And if it's not, I don't care. I have no problem being a worker bee. Um, you know, if I can <laughs> do something that right. makes me happy that at five or six o'clock, I can take my ass home and not think about it and, you know, do all the things that I enjoy doing with the people that I love doing them with. So it's just exactly. kind of funny how that happens. And if you had asked my 25 year old self, <laughs> you know, if this is where I'd be and I'd have been like, bitch, what? I'm trying to get a Range Rover and blah, 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 you know, whatever. Right. But it's just, it's funny how that's kind of, that's, that's kind of shifted. So it's, and it's one of those things where I told one of my friends, he said, I don't mind if I have to work late hours. I don't mind that if it's something I care about. Right. I pretty regularly, when I was making like no money, when I was in that, like, I'm, fresh out of college these are my first few jobs i used to pretty regularly work until six or seven o'clock at night but it was and i I think i talked about this here before i was working with teenagers who were just 10 years younger than i am i was at the time and that was the most fucking rewarding job i've ever had i made no money i made like twenty eight thousand dollars a year Mm -hmm. if that and then before that i taught preschool for like eighteen thousand dollars a year and those were some of the most rewarding fucking jobs i've had and i've gotten to watch a lot of those teenagers they're all You'll notice sometimes I get weird comments on my Facebook mm-hmm. from people who still call me Miss Adina, right. even though we're, you know, they're in their late 20s and I'm in my late 30s and we're all adults now. Um, watching them grow into adults, like grown ups with jobs and careers and families has been amazing. Yeah. So I have a very concrete sense of I care more about the lives I touch and the difference I make than the dollars. No, I will never ever on purpose go chasing a $30,000 a year job again, just because I can't live on that anymore. But 
I definitely care more yeah. about. And that's not even to say that I judge anybody who is about making nope. paper. Like, I mean, listen, make your coins. If that works for you, please do. Whatever, again, whatever makes you happy and speaks to your soul, you need to do that. You know, so definitely, I, you know, I don't want anyone to take it that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. coming at this from some sort of self-righteous. Because like you said, nope. I mean, I still like nice shit. So I ain't gonna never right. be, <laughs> God willing, I will never be in a space where, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing things that feed my soul, but I can't buy a new pair I of chucks if I want to, or, you know, right. get a this or take a vacation. So, I mean, you, right. there's definitely a balance that, you know, I think you try to find, but, you know, I do think it's pretty yep. cool when you find that sweet spot of being somewhere where, you know, at the end of the day, either you really enjoy doing the work or you really enjoy your colleagues or maybe both, or, both. or you know, it's enough to, that you can be there and tolerate it and, and then use, you know, the sort of the, the income or whatever from that to feed whatever your soul in whatever way possible whether that be you know being an athlete or something else so i think it's just really about finding that balance and before this entire episode becomes about that comes about this let's get to what we're um so yeah oh so (laughs) well we have a money show in the world we do we do do. so we'll talk about that later yes um let's see reroute so what you did my weekend same thing pretty chill um i you know had a surprisingly good week at work it's like i think i mentioned before it's been a little busy we're um um, i'm recruiting for an open position in my office so i finally kind of got some of those um ends tied together and hopefully we'll be moving on that soon um just really spent a lot of time just trying to just plod through stuff and like i said just take one thing at a time and not get too overwhelmed um so that um you know, it was fun. I ended up taking Friday off because I just, this is really probably, this and next Friday will probably be the last two Fridays until probably mid to late October that I will not have some kind of craziness going on at work. So I just took Friday off. Um, my husband was traveling for work and my son was um, at a camp all day. So it was really just me. Um, I worked a little bit. I, you know, cleaned up, just did some other personal housekeeping type of things with my life, got that in order. Um, yesterday I trained, oh, Friday, I- <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I went to CrossFit on Friday and I actually hadn't been back in a few Fridays. Um, and it was just one of those really frustrating type of workouts because the movements in and of themselves. So f- Friday's workout was three movements. It was, um, uh, what was it? Box jump, 10 box jumps, 10 pull-ups, 20 hand release push-ups and 20 um, kettlebell swings with I can't remember the weight but it was fairly it wasn't super light um, so it was like 10 10 20 20 and it was a AMROP so as many rounds as possible in 20 minutes so if you look at each of those moves those movements in isolation doesn't seem bad oh box jumps that's not bad pull-ups you know either even if you can do them or you can't like you know you can pretty much get through those and then push-ups they're push-ups right hunty you string all of those joints together when I tell you I wanted to die, <laughs> that was the longest 20 minutes of my life. And then the thing that really pissed me off was, be- was so I had spent some time, um, like after I'd kind of made the decision not to compete this year, because I hadn't really been going to CrossFit at all during while I was prepping for competition, because I'm just always very conscientious of, you know, over... Um, overworking myself or you know, possibly getting injured, you know, while I'm, you know, when I need, still need to lift heavy and do all this stuff. So I kind of cut that out. So I went back after that and, um, you know, it was fine. And it was actually a little easier because I was lighter. <laughs> so a lot of the body weight movements weren't as difficult. And one of the things that I had finally been able to do was successfully string together um, my pull-ups, right? Because um, there's just a certain amount of coordination that goes into 
getting the, enough momentum to where you know you, you you sort of do the pull-up and it's the kipping pull-ups don't judge i know people hate those but whatever um when you do crossfit you'll figure they serve out a purpose especially if you're doing some crossfit shit um so there's a you know rhythm that you have to get into so that you can successfully do one and then go right into the next one you know whatever so I finally was able to string like 10 of them together um and you know it was like yes this is awesome and then of course i didn't go back for another cup you know another month or so so I got up on that damn bar on Friday and tried doing them pull-ups. Let me tell you something. When I tell you I felt like my arms were literally just going to come out of the sockets and be hanging on the pull-up bar while the rest of my torso <gasps> was standing there with blood shooting out of my empty arm sockets. Yeah, it was it was terrible. I couldn't get my coordination together. And again, you know, I have put some weight back on since kind of that initial time when I went back. And you wouldn't think, you know four or five pounds would would make a huge difference well when you're trying to haul yes, four or five pounds up over a bar yes, it repeatedly it makes a big difference dude my my upper body is still lit up so i'm not really sure what's gonna happen tomorrow um today is sunday and tomorrow's monday um and typically on labor or on all holidays but we, we do a hero wide at our box so it's some crazy ass workout named after a fallen soldier so i would normally go to the labor day workout um in lieu of my normal monday workout but i may have to skip it this time because i'm still <laughs> not recovered so that remains to be seen um, so yeah, did that on Sunday, went to church this morning. I mean, did that on Saturday, went to church this morning, which is really good. It's really interesting and I actually fought her for a future episode. I'll have to talk to you about later and went out to breakfast with my boys and just did the whole thing. Went to Costco, spent $37,000 and literally came <laughs> that home. Was, that was the best message I've ever gotten from you. I just came from Costco. I spent $37,000. Like, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit here and cry about it. Um, and of course, everybody <laughs> and their mama was also in Costco. And then I sent the dudes to um, the uh, mall because my son got dressed for church this morning and um, put on. Now, I bought him a suit for Easter, y'all. Easter was in March. It is September. Just bear, mm -hmm. just bear that in mind. Bought him a suit in March. It was fine. He put that joint on this morning. I saw every bit of his white socks, like straight up Michael Jackson. I was like, Aww. what the? So I Well, he did come back from camp seven and a half feet tall. He did. He did. So I sent uh, the, the dudes to get him a suit. And again, because he only had one job, just get the boy something that he could wear to church, <laughs> you know, whatever. He comes in the house and he was so proud. He was like, mom, you guys see my new suit. It's dope. And I'm like, oh, baby, let me see. He came around that corner and I was like, I kept seeing this glint, like glint of like silver sparkle. I was like, what's happening? Y'all, he hit that corner. My baby had on a shark skin, silvery ass suit. Like he was about to call up for his boys and they was about to start a boy band. And I was just, and he just looked so proud. He was like, mom, I picked it out. This is the greatest suit ever. And I'm looking at my husband like, what's wrong with you you have one job girl and it's like either way i was gonna be screwed because if i had sent him to costco he would have come back with 42 cans of v8 and none of us drink tomato juice so it really didn't matter i was gonna have to take an l girl. a shark you know, skin suit though yo. but you know what's but you know what's so funny is i'm laughing so hard because it, this is probably the conversation my mother would have had when my father she let my father take me to the mall 
to buy a dress for someone's bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah when I was about 13. And, you know, dads don't know anything about girl clothes. At least there was some hope in this situation because he's a man. They're buying a suit. I came home with a 30-year-old woman's little black dress for the club. Right. <laughs> and my mom was like, what is you doing? What, what is happening? Wait, what? Where's the rest of your dress? I said, I bought this one, mommy. She was like, oh, no, you didn't. Let's go. Like, that's what's so funny. It's just like, I know this is this is exactly the conversation that my mother had by phone with her girls, except it was about a dress because a shark skin suit, though. I just smile and I say, you know what? God bless him. I'm just happy that his daddy is around and do stuff with him and they have a good time and I'm gonna just, he's gonna rock that shark skin yes he I'm is i'm gonna just leave it up to the lord jesus christ that's all i gotta say <laughs> <sighs> anyway so yes that was oh. my weekend oh and tomorrow i'm finally getting my hair done so i'm very excited about that so i Yay. called my i had called my um loctician i guess it must have been tuesday so i usually call her like the tuesday of, of the week i want an appointment because they were closed on mondays obviously and so um i didn't get in touch with her on tuesday so i was like Thursday by Thursday I'd kind of gotten caught up so by Thursday so let me call her a couple of times and you know just make sure I can come in on Friday so I called her Thursday and I was like hey you know I wanted to come in and, and um she said oh when do you want to come in and I was like Friday and she was like is it tomorrow and I was like yeah <laughs> girl she cackled mightily she was like uh sweetheart this is the week that school starts um mm-hmm. I'm completely booked <laughs> she was like and have been and I'm also working Sunday and Monday. <laughs> Ooh. So, Ooh. and I was just like, oh, like, I just completely forgot about that. So I was like, damn, you know, and I was like, that's fine. So I actually went by there on Friday after CrossFit because her um, salon is near um, the box. And just, I was going to make an appointment for next Friday, like the Friday immediately preceding my birthday. And so she's like, oh, as luck would have it, I have an opening on Monday. I was like, I'll take it. So I didn't even, <laughs> I actually need to call and see what time it is. I didn't even ask. So wow. I will be getting some some new hair, new hairdos and things and stuff tomorrow. So that'll be fabulous. So anyway, that was my boring weekend. So now that we have wasted all that time, um, let's let's get into but some. We're, we're you know we had to entertain the people yes, with our fuckery of course, and foolishness. Of course. Um, so yeah. So I think you know tonight we wanted to really talk about um, tribes like your girl tribe or you know whatever that tribe might be and 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 on a larger scale sort of friends and you know how do you find how do you how do you build a support system and how do you build a community um and i think you know that certainly applies to a lot of different areas whether it's your personal life or professionally but particularly as it relates to this context with um you know black women in strength sports and athletic endeavors you know I think it's pretty clear um, that there really aren't a lot of us or we're not the majority in terms of the ones that are participating in these sports, whether it be powerlifting or CrossFit or whatever. And, you know, finding that community of like-minded folks is hard enough, but then finding that community of like-minded folks that look like you or have that common experience with you is even harder. And, you know, how do you go about doing that? And why is it so important? And, and, you know, 
even more so, why isn't it already happening? I think is, is one of the things we wanted to explore a little bit too. Um, so I figured we could kind of talk about that a little bit tonight and, you know, figure out how we can go about changing that. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that um, you and I really wanted to do this podcast and kind of start this movement was for that very reason. But, you know, now it's, you know, we can kind of figure out how to, you know, what the, what those next steps are and what, what that would look like. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, what I mean, and I don't know, you know, I guess we can look at it like what, you know, your experience has been thus far, D, with, whether it be with making friends or whether it be, you know, if you want to talk about it in terms of, you know, powerlifting or bodybuilding or kind of how that has evolved for you, um, you know, and then we can kind of go from there. You know, it's. I, I feel like this one is going to be one of those situations where there are no right answers. No. And I feel like we are going to have a lot of dialogue more than we have concrete anything. Right. Um, so for me, it's been, I hate saying this. It's just been really tough. Like mm-hmm. I have always had, I've kind of gone, done this whole journey on my own. And I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have all the message boards that I've been on over the years. Right. And those message boards have kind of evolved into Facebook groups now. Mm-hmm. But um, because I've never had any female support in real life until very, very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, for any of these things that I've done, when I've pursued bodybuilding, I did that in isolation. Um, I didn't really have any friends who knew anything about it in real life. I, I don't think from the time I started back when I was, ooh, many decades ago, well, really like a decade and some change, almost two decades ago, when I started bodybuilding, there was just nobody mm-hmm. that I knew in real life. Um, I think there was maybe the woman who told me to start lifting real weights, right. <laughs> who told me to, who basically kicked me out of her body body works class and was like, "Get out and go lift some real weights now." Other than her and you know a sprinkling of women I'd see here and there, um, I don't think I ever had a real tribe when I was bodybuilding, except for the people that I met on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that is when I think about that, that's kind of incredible that. I managed to stick with this all these years without ever having anyone female in real life Mm -hmm. who supported this. Right. As a matter of fact, it was almost always women who detracted from it and told me to stop doing it. Um, But what I had tribe-wise over the years was I always had men around, either as friends or as significant others who were really invested in my success in this and i still have a lot of men around but i don't i've always kind of kept i always wanted a female tribe i'll say that Mm -hmm. i always wanted a squad of women if you want to use that word to train with or women to bounce ideas off of so i always had to embrace the internet side of things because i didn't have a choice in real life there was just no one that i knew Mm -hmm. who were who, who who were doing these things and i think over the years thankfully uh black women have become more visible right it's just never been that where the gyms I've trained in, there hasn't, there haven't been black women around, mm-hmm. and there really, for the most part, almost haven't been any white women around or Asian women around or anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, so I've had to depend on the kindness of internet strangers to get my advice and to get my feedback and to bounce ideas off of over the years. And I think that's why this was so important to me, especially the side that is about the community building and the visibility, because I couldn't find anyone. And then powerlifting has been a little different. Um, 
because I already had a tribe of women who were behind me mm-hmm. for anything I did, who were kind of checking for whatever I did, right. and who were kind of like, hey, you want to try this? Let's go. Come on. But never in real life. Again, those were all internet friends. My real life friends, even now, don't do what I do. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't count as a real life friend because I met you on the internet, but now you're a real life friend, but I never get to see you. Aww. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic because probably the black woman closest to me who does this stuff is you now that I think about it and we see each other once every five years apparently Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but it's sort of um what I think is interesting now is as I've kind of become part of the powerlifting community the women who have been the quickest to reach out to me still are not black women Mm -hmm. although what's happened on the flip side is because of this there's this whole group of women who are I guess earlier in their journeys than I am but y'all let me just clarify something i haven't been doing this this long so if i'm giving you advice i'm probably giving you advice that i'm either a have become aware of because of my coaches or b i'm giving you what little bit i do know Mm -hmm. so i am nobody's expert i am nobody's coach i'm nobody's you know so i'm usually going to send you to someone else don't think i'm doing that because i don't know what the because i don't want to help you it's because i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about anymore right 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 right. But it's been, it makes me feel better that I've heard from women, you know, that I see these women who are black women, younger black women a lot of the times, or even older black women who are kind of jumping into this and have no idea what the hell they're doing mm-hmm. any more than I did, um, who are kind of saying, you know, I either A, haven't been able to find anyone who does this stuff, or B, and this is a little concerning and I think something we'll dive into over the course of the call, they've not felt welcomed by other black women who are further along in their journeys than they are. Mm -hmm. And that's a little troubling. Um, I've had that experience. I definitely have run across um, some other women that I thought would be a little more welcoming to me Mm -hmm. who definitely weren't, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which is troubling. I I, I always try to, I don't try to exclude anybody. Let me say that. regardless of what's going on i want to meet you period i want to be nice to you period i don't care what fucking color you are but i always when i see a black woman who's curious about lifting that is the probably the first person i'm going to speak to and make sure that is you know in a good place and has all the resources that i can possibly give them Mm -hmm. um because i know that we're few and far between right and to hear from other women and to be able to say yeah it's happened to me too where i've gone to meets and and I hate saying it like makes me feel icky on the inside that the women in this journey, especially on the powerlifting side of things who have been the most welcoming and armed opens to me have been non-black women. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel icky on the inside because (laughs) I don't want anybody to feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I've I've heard that more than once that it's, you know, I, I, I had a girl very recently and I'm not going to say her name because she'd probably kick my ass for saying it. Um, she reached out and she said, you know, I feel like the black women I do know in this sport are super clicky and they don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. That hurts. That feels shitty. I, I've been that person where you go into a situation, not necessarily powerlifting, I mean, even at work, mm-hmm. where you might have a black a group of black women who are exclusive and they already know each other and they don't feel particularly welcoming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for anybody in this sport. Right. So I can say that for me, finding a tribe of black women has been exceedingly difficult, partially because I can't find them. And then the ones I do know, um, they've either been in the sport so long that they're not necessarily, unless you're willing to pay them to coach you, looking to make friends. Mm-hmm. Or I think sometimes 
there are a lot of us who are really good at this sport. And I think when you get to a certain point in this sport, it is really hard to remember sometimes and I think this happens anywhere what it's like to be a newbie just like I think when you get to be a senior in college it's really hard to remember what it's like to be the clueless idiot freshman who doesn't know where anything is Mm -hmm. and I think it's the same thing I think the same thing kind of happens is that oh I've been doing this for nine years or eight years or 12 years or five years or what have you and it's hard to remember what it was like when a 135 squat was legitimately hard and intimidating and scary or hell an empty bar is scary and intimidating and what have you so i think for me finding that tribe would have been really helpful in the beginning to make me feel like mm-hmm. a quote-unquote real powerlifter. and thankfully i'm in a powerlifting gym now where my squad has kind of come by default mm-hmm. <laughs> i still wish it had more people of color um any color mm-hmm. <laughs> melanin in general yeah. would be nice yeah no i hear you <laughs> um but i don't know i i i mean i feel like i feel like there's like so there's a couple of things like and i'm i'm looking at this from the perspective of like when you're talking about meats and stuff like that and this is definitely not a let me make excuses or anything like that this is just generally kind of i'm looking at it from a you know if this were me or you know had this been me sort of how i'm how i might have been perceived now that i'm looking back on it um and i mean i i mean i'm generally so a couple of things like i'm i'm generally like a friendly person i'm i'm a little bit more of an introvert i think i I hate using that word sometimes because i think sometimes it's it's overused like i'm usually not necessarily the first one to jump up and just go around and start shaking people's hands and saying hey i'm brianna blah 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 right that's just not necessarily my personality instinctively like i i kind of just sit back and observe and you know if someone comes up to me and says hi of course i say hi and, and we chit chat or whatever or even if i see somebody and i'm kind of like oh you know whatever their their energy kind of draws me and I'm, i might go and introduce myself um so that's that's one thing i'm just not necessarily that there are a lot of people i think that are really good at that i'm just not necessarily good at that yeah i'm not even. um <laughs> And then number two, thinking about, you know, kind of how I've been, like if I was competing, you know, getting ready to compete or whatever at a show, again, I think there's two kind of groups of people. So there are those people that when they have nervous energy or they're anxious or whatever, they kind of want to get up and talk to other people and kind of work through that energy. And then I think there are other people that just kind of kind of stay to themselves a little bit again not necessarily because they're unfriendly but just because they're like okay they're you know they're analyzing all this stuff in their head and you know what do i need to eat next and hope i don't forget my posing and i gotta remember to keep my you know my my abs sucked in whatever 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 and i think you know for some people maybe looking at me because usually i'm i'm if i'm backstage i'm typically the one sort of sitting off kind of just in a little space with my headphones in maybe flipping through a magazine or just listening to music kind of mentally going through my routine or whatever um and i don't because i'm i've never been one to you know work with a quote-unquote team in terms of competing i was always just a solo endeavor for me you know i have a coach um usually though they're online so unless they just happen to be in the area where i was competing it wasn't like i'd be there with a coach and you know my other teammates and this and that it's usually me my husband you know and maybe a friend or a girlfriend or something who's maybe helping me out for the day so i was just kind of you know 
more of a to myself kind of person but again i you know I, if someone had approached me that's definitely happened you know oh do you have you know do you have any extra this or oh you know can i borrow this or i saw somebody just looking super crazy and about to vomit i would definitely go up to them and be like hey are you okay listen you know is this your first time don't worry about it you'll be fine take a deep breath whatever um but i wonder sometimes though if it's if it's if that you know has a part of it like if you know you if someone is you know see someone at a meet or you know whatever and they want to go up to them and talk to them or they do and they're you know the reception that they get is not necessarily as warm as they would be would be thinking would it be or could it be just kind of yo i'm just kind of in my space and in my zone i don't know well i think i think what a lot of people mean is the social aspect of meets like i went to one recently here in atlanta um that was a women's meet and there were definitely kind of you know there's there are times when you're just not doing anything when you're in the audience and it's and i don't know that i would have been as comfortable there um if i hadn't gone with friends right because it didn't seem like and i don't mean necessarily even just black people i mean yeah i think there's like people first of all i think because of social media we all suck at socializing now yes um that was the other (laughs) thing i was gonna say yeah no one's good at it um one of the things that i've kind of tried to do is when we're in meat situations and this is i think advice to anybody is that if you hear someone kind of comment making comments or talking and i don't mean in a bad way i just mean in general um just engage with them in some kind of way like i remember there was a girl who was actually competing in that meet and she was first of all she was stunning i just I, I this is not about physical beauty but like this girl was she was like a weightlifting fucking beyonce i don't know what her name is mm-hmm. i never could find her i never heard of them announce her name so i never got to figure find her but if i see her again i'm gonna find her because she's freaking ridiculous and she's strong and she's gorgeous and i just was like oh my god girl crush but anyway let me focus um <laughs> She was sitting behind me at one point in the meet. I think she was between, either she was done competing or something had happened and that she was sitting behind me. And I remember hearing her say, she's like, this music, I can't lift to this. I don't lift, I don't lift to this kind of slow music. Oh my God, what am I going to do? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's funny. I like to have people screaming in my head when I'm deadlifting. And she's like, yeah, I can't get fucking riled up to freaking slow jams. Mm -hmm. I need some fucking angry ass music. And we kind of, kind of ended up bonding and laughing about that. Right, 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 right. And it's a similar thing happened at a friend's meet where there was a guy there and I think he was there by himself watching, you know, somebody he kind of knew vaguely, maybe from work Mm -hmm. competing. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, he was like, do you know if they're going to switch platforms? And I just, you know, he was confused. And I answered his question. And that was just like a good way to engage with people. And I think sometimes we get a little lost in our heads. And I think one of the things that I've seen in real life is that we all kind of, black women were really good at this. And you and I have talked about this Mm -hmm. before. We're so used to, you know, okay, I have my friends, no new friends. Mm -hmm. And, And once you have the no new friends sign up, you don't kind of think about, oh, well, I don't need to, you know, maybe I do need new friends. Right. Because <laughs> I know I went to nationals last year. I went to USAPL nationals last year. Um, one of the days kind of by myself. Mm-hmm. And, or I was with a friend, but she's not a power lifter. She has no interest in being a power lifter. She was just kind of there along for the ride because I went and she's, she likes to watch powerlifting to a certain extent. Like she thinks it's cool that mm-hmm. people are picking up heavy shit kind of thing. Um, but as far as socializing was concerned, I distinctly remember that I was there by myself but people kind of in that environment were like oh do you lift like someone thought i was a competitor i distinctly Mm -hmm. remember someone thinking and they were like wait shouldn't you be lifting now like weight class wise shouldn't you be lifting right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was Mm -hmm. like no i'm not even i i haven't even done a meet yet no i definitely am not supposed to be lifting right now but thanks for thinking i might be a lifter right um and 
it was funny because I distinctly remember the people who were quickest to kind of randomly socialize definitely weren't people who look like me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or when they were people who look like me, they were men, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and not in a, and not in a, I'm hitting on you kind of way, but just in like a general kind of we're all watching Ray Williams lift about a thousand pounds and this is some fucking exciting shit right here kind of thing. And I, I, I just think we as black folk in general when we vibe off of each other it's the best possible situation i mean think about it if you and i had mean girled each other to death or no new friends each other friended each other to death we wouldn't be doing this right now true and i think sometimes some of the best things come out of those random encounters like yesterday i went to go train and i know i texted you and i was like oh shit everybody who really power lifts is in here Mm -hmm. and i don't really want to be here there are too many people in the gym and i ended up staying because by that point everybody had seen me Mm -hmm. so i couldn't really up and leave i was really kind of looking forward to a quieter workout i just wasn't in a headspace to really socialize and deal with all these people who just came off of like stellar meets and i know i've talked to you about that like the fact that everybody from my barbell club has pretty much won their meets and i'm like i'm gonna do a meet and i'm gonna suck and i know i am like i'm just not in the place to be competitive right now and i'm sitting here and i'm like okay well this one is like setting world records this one just won her meet this and i was just like i don't want to be here today i don't i can't do this today i can't do this today and i ended up having to stick around because everybody had seen me and two people that have followed me on instagram for the longest time we've never spoken in person mm-hmm. we've waved hello maybe and one of them just was like hey do you need a spot do you need a handoff and i didn't ask i was just like standing there kind of like i don't really want to do this i wasn't in a good mood and he was like oh let me give you a handoff and that ended up i spent i think 30 minutes talking to his soon-to-be wife Mm -hmm. after i after he gave me some really good feedback on my bench and you know some coaching tips and i talked to him about what's going on in my head about this meet that i've signed up for that i don't think i want to do anymore (laughs) um and you know those kinds of moments that happen if you're doing the black girl thing, I've done it too, where I don't need to talk to anybody, I'm good on my own kind of thing. Sometimes you're not good on your own and you don't know you're not good on your own until you have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was doing that yesterday. I was like, I don't feel like fucking talking to anybody today. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it. And if I hadn't stuck around and kind of opened myself up to those people, you know, the feedback that that guy, he's he, he knows what the fuck he's talking about. And I needed to hear that shit from somebody that, you know, maybe you don't want to do this meet and it's okay. Right. Like, and to, you know, talk to his, his soon to be wife. And we had, we had trained kind of alongside each other. She's in the background of one of my videos that I posted recently, but we didn't really speak because it was five o'clock in the morning, you know, to get to know her and find that we have things in common. I think it's kind of sometimes and this is going to sound really blunter than I mean it to, but I mean it, in a, I mean it in the, like a, from a place of love. Sometimes you need to pull your head out of your own ass and get mm-hmm. out of your own way and be nice yeah. and kind of go outside of your, cause I'm super intro- introverted. Anyone who meets me in real life, this person that you hear on the podcast, I don't really know her mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in real life. I'm super quiet right. and can easily be taken for standoffish. And I have to make, I got advice from a career coach actually, who said to me, you have to work on that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make yourself be an extrovert, but you have to work on that because it's the worst thing in the world if the first impression you leave with people is that you're standoffish mm-hmm. because you can't come back from that, which is true. Once someone has the impression of you that you're bitchy, you're mean, you're standoffish, that person is probably never going to approach you again. Yeah. Even from like a career standpoint, like do you want to network with somebody who seems like they're going to bite your head off? <laughs> 
right <laughs> you know you know so i sometimes think even from just like a general networking perspective and you and i have talked about this on other podcasts like the idea of getting sponsors you can't have sponsors if the sponsors look at you and say well she doesn't know how to talk to people right right <laughs> and i mean and, and and let's be clear if if that's your goal right it, it doesn't right. have to be your goal and it's okay if it's not right but you right. need to understand that that if that is your goal and you aren't necessarily that kind of person that you know like you said is extremely outgoing or like standing around and smiling and talking to people and sometimes answering really stupid fucking questions or fielding really stupid ass <laughs> comments then you know you either have to kind of train yourself to be able to tolerate that you know believably or you have to say ah, you know what that's just not really something i'm I'm really into doing and either way it's okay but just it's going to be hard to do like you said do one without the other you know and I think you brought up a really interesting point too where you said like you know a lot of times I think just generally speaking as you know and we talked about this literally just last episode um about you know us you know in in particular is that the way that we're raised and the way that we're you know socialized is you know to not depend on anyone else to not need anyone else to don't ever to not ever ask for help or to not ever you know appear quote unquote weak or like you are in need of something and i think you know a lot of times i really think that's what it is like i think generally speaking a lot of us aren't mean i think a lot of us aren't necessarily just like i don't you know fuck bitches i'm gonna let them struggle on their own or anything like that <laughs> i think I hope not i think i really hope not that is my hope I think we are generally just so focused on singularly focused on whatever that particular goal is or whatever that particular thing is that you're, you're we're not really aware of our surroundings like I've absolutely been in the gym you know times and been like just you know especially during prep where I was just doing my thing and I've had people come up to me and, and you know there might be a Friday where I'm not training or oh I got more carbs today so I'm a little less like stare straight ahead and I look around every once in a while and you know someone will approach me and say oh you know I just wanted to say you know you whatever you look this you're this but you know you, you're always so much in your the thing I get a lot is you're always so much in your zone I don't want to I don't want to disturb you you know and I mean 99% of the time I'm like that's that's good don't fucking bother me but you know i think too for that other one percent where it's nice to be able to be like oh yeah well you know hey thanks it's really nice to meet you what's your name you know and i've i've chatted with some women in my gym you know and some black women too that i've seen for a long time and just never spoke to not because i was trying not to speak to them but just because usually at that time of the morning i'm like okay i got this much time i gotta do this this and this you know and a couple of them i had the opportunity to chat with them and tell them about the podcast tell them about the instagram page you know, so it is, I think it is important, you know, to, to kind of, you know, sort of open, open that part of yourself up a little bit, you know, and not everybody wants to just be fully out there and open. And I understand that too, because I mean, you know, unfortunately nowadays, you sometimes you do have to question people's motives, you know, or you give people that little bit of, you know, space to say, oh, you know, come to me and, you know, oh, sure, I can talk to you about anything. And the next thing you know, they're like every single workout, can I work up with you? Can I have your plan? Can I have your, you know, and you're just like, you know, so I think you do still have to be a little bit discriminating about that. But I think it, you know, I think for a lot of us, it's just not something we never think about. Because I think if you're thinking like the typical, you know, black woman or you're, you know, like I've looked at women in the gym or in different spaces. and like, damn, you know, like I said last episode, damn, she's a badass bitch. Like she has her shit together. Da, 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 da. So I just go on about my business. It would never occur to me to be like, well, wow, maybe she doesn't or maybe she needs help with this or, you know, I just 
I think because I'm just so into, you know, my head <laughs> that I don't do that. But you're right, you know, some of my, you know, closest friends that I now have that are, you know, in this space with me, whether they be, you know, competitors or, you know, you or like, it's because I did kind of take that opportunity to go beyond sort of that surface, you know, hey, girl, that's, you know, that's a great lift or whatever, or prime example, you know, with this whole um, last prep thing, you know, um, there's somebody that I knew, and we, we both use the same coach. And you know, we've we've known each other just from being around in the in the sort of same geographic location and competing and stuff. But I had never really talked to her all that much, like on a regular basis. And I remember reaching out to her and just being like, yo, you know, and I was I had a question about our coach and some other stuff. And I finally was just like, dude, like, I'm really struggling. You know, I, would it be okay if I call you sometimes just to kind of because I just feel like, Ugh. and she was like, Oh, my God, me too. And we just totally bonded over that one moment. And we started, you know, checking in with each other every single day, just like, yo, how are you? Did you get to the gym? You know, don't worry about it. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I talked to her at length when I was sort of thinking about about not you know competing and she was like listen whatever you want to do it's okay I got your back you know and she actually did end up you know going on to compete and I you know I still was when I even after I decided not to I was still calling her every day making sure she was getting to the gym and doing all these things and you know I mean we're like you know she's she's like my boo she's like we're super cool and I don't know that we would have ever gotten to that point had I not kind of taken that step to say okay listen I am seriously struggling right here and I feel like you're someone that I could, you know, kind of trust to talk to about those things, right? So I think it does involve, you know, us remembering that even though we all appear to be like super women, we're not all super women all 100% of the time. And it's okay to reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this, you know, I, it, would it, can I talk to you about this? And you know what, sometimes you're going to find folks that are absolutely receptive to that. And sometimes they're not going to be and you can't, a take it personally and you b can't let that stop you from you know opening yourself up again at some point i think is is what's really important and i also think what you said too is important for you know folks who've been at this game for a long time to realize that everybody's kind of starting from somewhere so what may seem like a ridiculously you know stupid question to you you know may not necessarily be if that person you know just has no really has no, you know, knowledge of or, or history of kind of what goes into things. So, um, you know, I'm all about building like a community of resources for people. And I, you know, I have young women that I've talked to or not, I mean, you know, not necessarily young in terms of age always, but even just in terms of, you know, participating in whether it be bodybuilding, whatever. And, you know, they've been talking about this thing that's been going on with them or that thing. And I've hit them up on, you know, whether it be Facebook or Instagram and say, listen, you know, I know this is unsolicited, but, you know, I was listening to some of your comments and I really feel you know this this and this here are some resources for you just in case you ever decide you need them and you know nine times out of ten they were extremely grateful that I even took the step to say anything to them or point them in the right direction of a coach or you know sis you cannot get on stage at opposing coach I'm, I'm <laughs> letting you know now yes I know three really amazing ones you know if you Here. ever decide you want that information and I think people are generally receptive to that so yep. I just and try I think, to at least put it out there that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm open to these things. And I think even beyond that, from like a practical standpoint, and this is a story I tell all the time to other black women to talk about how important it is, especially in these sports like powerlifting, um, to have that kind of resource and networking. And no, it shouldn't always be about us being black women and giving other things to black women. Right. But a lot of times we understand where 
each other in a way that other people may not. Right. Um, I have a friend, not a black woman, and I'm saying, and, and and I think it's so amazing how this happened for her. She did her. She was. She and I had kind of gotten serious about this at about the same time, and she decided to do a meet. I wasn't ready mentally to do a meet. I wasn't ready to do anything at that point. It was right after I'd had my surgery um, last year, and she decided she was going to do a meet. She'd been training on her own. She knew nothing about the command. She knew nothing about anything about powerlifting. She'd just been trying training kind of from a powerlifting perspective for a while. And when she decided to do a meet, she had trained the whole way, and then about maybe a week out from the meet, two weeks out from the meet, maybe even three, at most three, she was like, holy shit, y'all, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, she realized, oh my God, there's more to this sport than lifting these weights. Right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And she kind of had bought, I think she had bought a singlet, but it didn't fit. Um she had never worked with a coach so she really didn't know what she was doing and so she posted it she just posted it i think in a couple different places maybe on instagram maybe on facebook and it was like this network of women just came out of the fucking woodwork Mm -hmm. someone gave her a singlet to borrow they were just Mm -hmm. like here take my singlet they were like oh here try my belt oh here the call this woman she's coach she knows what she's doing she'll run the commands with you here let me and it was like all of a sudden she went from i don't know what the fuck i'm doing Mm -hmm. to this entire and I mean people who she'd never met before showed up to her meet. Mm-hmm. She had she had no meat handler. She didn't even know that she needed a meat handler. Right. <laughs> and she magically had a meat handler. Mm-hmm. You know, like there were all these things. And for those of y'all who know, don't know what a meat handler is, that's a person who kind of like guides you through your meat. Um, not always your coach. It's not always your coach. It can be your coach. Um, they handle. I mean, for lack of a better word, the behind the scenes shit right. that you don't want to deal with in your own mind and in your own head the day of a meet, like putting in your attempts and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, she didn't know about any of that. She literally had just no clue what the fuck she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say that for black women, it would be great that like if if we could do that for each other, you know, yeah. for us to be able to post on the internet and just say, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to try this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and have that same thing come from a group of black women. I'm not saying it has to. I know right now that I've been posting a lot about how I feel really fucking wishy-washy about this meet. And there have been some wonderful people who have reached out to me, um, either about meat advice or mm-hmm. <laughs> coaching advice or how to mentally fix this thing or um, how to, you know decide at the last minute if I'm really gonna do this or not or those kinds of things. And I hate to say it, and it's disapp- it's been disappointing for me, but I think only one of those people has actually been someone ethnic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it speaks to A, what's who's prominent in the community, but B, also how we all deal with each other, you know? If I'm puzzling through something in my head, if I see, like you said, if I see a girl struggling with something that I've been dealing with, like I know I see people dealing with their arches all the time. Mm-hmm. I am not an arch expert, but I know who who knows what the fuck she's talking about or he's talking about when it comes to the arch. So I'm going to send you to that direction. Right. You know, this person gave me good advice. She's a coach. You may want to contact her. Please expect to pay her. Right. (laughs) Um, You know, or if I know where you can get a singlet or a belt or what have you. I just think there's a lot to be said for us being really comfortable with giving each other advice and that's not to say that there aren't perfectly wonderful black women because we're out here i i I see you guys in my instagram all the time i see you guys on the chocolate bar instagram but i think we are more likely to sit back Mm -hmm. and wait until someone asks us directly to engage as opposed to jumping to the forefront all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and saying hey i've got this resource or hey i've got this resource i think we're more likely to kind of sit back and wait and kind of 
unless someone specifically engages you yeah I just think we're more likely to wait. I don't know why we do that. I know I do it. I've had to learn, like I said, I've had to really in the last year, because especially once we started the podcast, I feel like um, if you put yourself out there in the space to have a voice, and I know there's always this ongoing debate about this with athletes, like, am I a fucking role model? I don't want to be a role model. I'm just an athlete. But I feel like if you have a podcast, uh, we've put this podcast out here, we've made at least in my case i've made my instagram stupidly ignorantly visible mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't get to say anymore i don't want to talk to you right right and i think like, it, I, like i feel like once you become kind of if you keep yourself shut off and kind of clo- then yeah your people are invading your space and you have kind of the ability to pull that back but i think once you've kind of put yourself out there it's really hard to sort of, sort of be like no don't want to you know right and funny thing that happened today right before we recorded this and this is not necessarily related to black women but it's related to the whole idea of being a private person i was at the supplement shop today i went to go pick up my meal prep and some pre-workout and the guy who owns the supplement shop we talk all the time he goes to use trains at the commercial gym where i do my cardio um i see him coming and going a lot his wife he and his wife are great people and he said to me he was like you know hey while i've got you here and I thought this was the funniest thing because it was not where I thought he was going with this. Mm-hmm. He was like, I feel comfortable asking you this. I've never felt comfortable asking anybody else this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What is this man about to right, say? Right, right. Like, and he was, like, he was like, that whole arch thing, what is that about? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. It never, you know, you forget that people don't know. Right. And I, I guess to me it's important as a black woman especially to be as approachable as possible about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Be like, I, I think it's great to. I'm never going to be some famous powerlifter. That's not what. That's not my life goal. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's not my life goal to be. If I happen to set some records along the way, yay! But right. that's not really what I'm chasing. I I don't have that in my. It's not in my space right now. But I feel like if I'm here and I'm putting myself as a public face of someone who's going to podcast about the sport, who's gonna my IG is pretty much 99% related to lifting. I should be able to be someone that people can approach. Sure. And I, and I, and, and it was like, Oh, well that's nice that someone feels like, okay, I don't understand what the fuck you're doing. I see you do this shit on Instagram all the time, but what the hell is it? Mm -hmm. It makes me feel better that he felt comfortable to approach me and say, I don't know what this is. He lifts. The man lifts. Right. I see him work out all the time, but he's not a power lifter. Right. And I think it's, sometimes we forget in the hustle and in the and the and the focus on meets and preps and all of that stuff that there are people either who are aspiring lifters or questioning whether they even want to get involved mm-hmm. who have those kinds of questions and that yeah you may not want to walk up to the guy who's world famous and ask because he feels really unapproachable mm-hmm. or the girl who's world. but there are all these other people who are kind of in the middle right who may not feel like experts. Lord knows I don't feel like anybody's yeah. expert. Oh, for sure. Um. <laughs> and, you know, it may be a, a, a matter of, like you said, you know, maybe because there really hasn't been a platform for that. You know, maybe because there hasn't been, like, one kind of central. And that's what I was kind of hoping what, you know, would happen with, you know, our Instagram page or whatever. Kind of that general gathering place where, you know, folks can, you know... DM us a question and be like, hey, can you put this out there? And we can put it out there and people can respond. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's, you know, that's kind of the starting point. And I think it also is, it will be something, hopefully like a domino effect where if one person sees that 
it's okay to do that or one person sees that it's okay to you know reach out and ask a b and c a question because oh she was you know really nice when she answered so and so's question then they'll feel feel more comfortable doing that like i've definitely you know had the opportunity kind of behind the scenes to kind of you know sort of um you know put all these links in the in in the place and point people in the direction of other people and do these you know sort of um instagram you know introductions like hey this is so and so she's interested in this i thought she'd be a great person to ask boom you know and and that that tree just kind of keeps growing more and more and more branches so maybe you know this is kind of the first step like i said i don't think i think inherently you know black women in general like i think we inherently try and want to take care of each other like i find as a it, you know and maybe it's just you know as i shake my cane angrily in the air maybe it's just my <laughs> generation but you know i have found even when i have gone to you know different bodybuilding shows you know when i was still competing and you know i'd see women backstage and i'd be like sis you looked amazing or you know you know how are you feeling don't be nervous you know whatever and it would be somebody just i had never seen before someone who had never seen me or you know we may or may not have been competing in the same actual division but i've even had that experience you know in the same division and you know a young woman was like yo you fucking rocked your you know your routine and i was like really and she's like yeah you 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 look amazing so i don't think it's that we don't have the capability to do that that I think it's almost like we have to give ourselves permission to do that before like I said for those variety of reasons because we are perceived to be strong we don't ever necessarily and we may not necessarily want to be perceived as weak because we think so and so is this strong person who never has any issues or anything like that but then when you kind of take that little bit of time to say yo I'm really struggling they're like yo me too and you're like oh my god you know and it's like this amazing sort of bonding experience but i think maybe you know knowing you know again just kind of putting it out there that you know this is a safe space for you um to do that then you know who knows i mean who knows what could happen i mean i certainly feel like we're stronger together than not you know and i mean yep. even the same thing with finding you know with finding your tribe either professionally or you know even with friends like i don't you know i've never been that person that was obsessed with having a lot of friends because honestly when you at least for me when I think about what my definition of friendship really means I think it is impossible to have a lot of friends because to me you know being someone's friend is something in somewhere where you connect on a much deeper and more intimate level and you just can't do that with 9,000 no. people or 90,000 followers I don't want 1100 like I've got something like 1100 and something people on right. Instagram I right. love y'all but only some of y'all are my friends. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's not, again, that's not a good or a bad thing. It just, it is what yeah. it is, you know. And I think for me, you know, when you talk about finding, you know, if to kind of bring this back around and finding your tribe, whether it be in powerlifting or CrossFit or, you know, any of these other things, it to me, it has to be more than this is just this thing we have in common that we bond over. Like, I think that's a great starting point. But I think beyond that, like, for example, like, you know, when I look at, you know, sort of, you know, you and I and, and our relationship and like, yeah, we, you know, it was on that kind of that random website or, or board where we were and, you know, we both kind of met or whatever. But I think had it not been for the fact that we both had things that I saw where we could grow a friendship organically. I don't think right. we would have necessarily been friends. Like once that board disbanded, that probably would have been that. Right. Cause that board went to crap. And right. You know what I'm saying? Left. <laughs> so I think, I think that's it too. You have to, 
it, it's weird because you know sometimes people will ask questions or how do you make friends how do you you know be friends or whatever and and to me i don't think you can make friends i think you have to grow friendships yes right cultivate them. um you have to cultivate them and i think again just like with pretty much everything else in the world when you let things happen organically that's when you find those those situations when you try to force something inevitably it's just not going to work right i just don't think you can necessarily do that with friends and it's funny too like even in the in the you know sort of context of you know most people may or may not know this you know i am i am um uh you know a sorority delta sigma theta sorority incorporated but the thing is this you know when i look at you know the the friends that i've met that are sores or whatever like i like i would have a a a a, a, a type of relationship with them because we're sorority sisters and we have that bond but the ones that i am closest to are the ones that i would have been friends with regardless whether or not we had happened to pledge the same organization we would have still been friends because there were other things that drew us to one another and those are the people that i consider to be you know my because it's funny i think sometimes people think when you pledge a sorority like everybody becomes your bff and that nah, just man. that was just nah. never me i mean and for some people that's fine but that was just never how i operated because it you know there may be sores that i knew that weren't necessarily my line sisters but that's what i knew in general and people are like oh we're so-and-so i'm like I don't know you don't mm-hmm. you don't talk to him no i don't talk to him and not because i'm upset but that's just not that, that we just didn't have that kind of relationship and, and and us pledging the same organization wasn't going to make us have that kind of relationship i mean i have extremely close girlfriends that are you know aka's that are zetas you know that are sg rose or whatever but again it's about those commonalities that bound us outside of that one thing that we have in common you know and i mean to be frank you know in terms of you know sort of my quote-unquote bodybuilding fit chick friends or whatever i know a lot of people but again i probably could count on one hand those that i consider to be very close friends of mine and that's not necessarily because of bodybuilding that's just because that just happens to be the avenue in which we met each other but i would have been friends with them outside of that and if it was just that one thing holding us together you know like it is with certain people i know i'm not necessarily close with them outside of that thing outside of bodybuilding or outside of crossfit because that's just not enough to grow a friendship that's enough to kind of establish an initial connection but you got to have other stuff and i think um that goes a long way and i think that's what makes it harder <laughs> when you talk about having a tribe because you know each layer kind of you know sort of eliminates folks so you look at the large large picture of you know of a sport right powerlifting then you look at the number of women in powerlifting so that kind of shaves off a lot of folks because i would say that it's still more so of a male dominated sport then you look at okay so you have women who power lift right so that shaves off a lot of people then you have you know black women who power lift <laughs> that shaves off a whole hell of a lot of people. a lot of people right but then you come closer in and it's like black women who power lift who are kind of in the same sort of life space that you are that shaves off a lot of people you know particularly for me i'm an older woman i have kids i have a full-time job this isn't my full-time thing you know so that makes it even smaller so you have even like you went from like you know 50 people down to like four and a half 
you know, <laughs> and then you come down from that. So it's like, you know, each with each layer of commonality, it's going to become a smaller pool anyway. Um, so it is going to be harder to cultivate that tribe. And you may find that your tribe only has three people in it. But guess what? If those are three people that you know that you can count on for anything, anytime, anywhere, you're hey. golden. You know, hey. you're golden. That's all you really need. So, you know, I think when I've had folks again, ask me about, you know, well, how do you make friends, you know, you know, especially as a grown up, like when you start working, when you're out of college, you know, particularly again, if you start working in um, a field or in a, an area or geographically where there aren't a lot of other women of color, or other black women, and that's something that's important to you to connect with those people, it becomes much more difficult. But again, you still have to let it grow organically. You can't just be you know say i'm you're going to be my friend because we're both black <laughs> or you're going to be my friend because we're both moms uh, you know i mean you can try but it usually ends up not you know not necessarily being sort of a sustainable situation or sustainable relationship um you know so i think but i think it's important you know and and i know we talked about this earlier but you know i i definitely have friends who are like yeah, my husband is my best friend and oh so God. you know my kids God. are my best friends and and that's fine like i think that's that's great but i mean for for me, that's that's not the case. And I'm definitely like a girl's girl. You know, I, I, yep. I've run into women that are like, oh, you know, I don't I don't I'm not friends with women or stuff like that. And I mean, everybody has had different experiences. So I'm not going to I'm not going to knock anyone's experience. But I mean, my like my sister friends are my lifeline. Right. You know, they're the ones that get me and gather me all the way together when I need it. They're the ones that I know that I can, you know, show up at their door and they can open the door and I can just collapse into their arms crying and no questions asked. They're going to lay me down on the couch, put a glass of wine in my hand and be like, it's all good. You know, they're the ones that kind of lift me up when I need it or I mean, like those are the, the, the women that I kind of depend on in terms of, you know, having that close circle and support system and people that understand me, you know, without judgment. So I think, you know, for me, it would be really hard for me to go through life without having that. Um, and again, it's not a huge circle by any means or any stretch of the um, imagination. And a lot of that is intentionally so, you know, because I think, again, you have to be very discriminating with, you know, who you do allow into your inner circle. And whether that be, you know, someone that you have a common bond with because y'all go to the same gym or y'all, you know, are on the same quote unquote team or y'all are both interested in powerlifting, you still have to kind of, you still have to kind of have those sensibilities about you, um, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it you know that I, I guess my whole point is I don't take those relationships for granted by any stretch of the imagination, and I'm not even not open to adding to that relationship or adding to that you know sort of list of, of folks in my tribe. But I'm also again you know not I, I've kind of evolved to a place where I don't necessarily like it, it's nice if I can add someone to it is great, but if I can't or I don't, that's okay too. You know, like, I don't yeah. necessarily feel like I have to have, you know, six really good girlfriends so it can be sex in the city. Like, it's just not like oh, that wow. for me anymore. It's all I about quality over quantity for sure. I think one thing that's important that I've found kind of as I've been going through this powerlifting thing is that there are my tribe. There are people who are my tribe, like my I'm falling apart. Oh, Jesus, help me and save me from my insanity type people like you, my best friend that I talk about a lot on here and a couple mm -hmm. other people. Um, 
those are my tribe. Those are just like my core people that no matter what the fuck I'm doing, you guys have my back regardless. Or are the ones who are going to be like, yo, no, we don't have your back because you're acting like an asshole. Right. <laughs> those, those people. But then what I've started to realize with this powerlifting thing is that sometimes we need a tribe of specifically powerlifting focused people because I can't go to my, she, my best friend doesn't powerlift. She's not interested in it. Right. I can't go to her and be like, okay, this meet is in two months. Mm-hmm. I don't have a coach. I've had two coaches in six months. Right. I don't feel like doing anything specific right now. I just feel like doing whatever the hell I want to when I go to the gym. I have no focus. What do I do? I want to pull out of my meat. Like, I don't think I want to do this. I can't go to her and get solid advice. Why? Because she doesn't know anything about powerlifting. Yeah. She has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Like, to her, she's like, well, you paid for it. Just go ahead and do it. But that might not be the best thing for me to do. I don't know. And what I've started to realize is that, yeah, I do need to, to have, like, a group of... Sometimes you need women. I mean, I've got plenty of feedback from men right but sometimes you really do need a woman's thought process because men don't think the way we do all the time right whether we like it or not 99 percent of the time actually right and so what i've realized is that sometimes when i say in my tribe i do really need women who are powerlifters Mm -hmm. like this whole thing that i've been going through with my deadlift anxiety i can't talk about that to regular people they don't get it right they don't understand. I'm like, yeah, I know I, I know. in my head I'm capable of lifting 300 pounds. But right now when I look at 220, it makes me want to vomit. Right. And I can't do it anymore. So I think there's sometimes you do have to seek out people who are... And know how to seek out the ones who are good for you. Because not everybody's good for you. Um, who really are there to support you through this one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And there are some of those relationships that will happen because you're part of the same team or have the same coach. Like there's a girl at my gym who, because we were working with the same coach slash trainer, um, we became friends because of that. Mm -hmm. Or she became part of my, okay, this is where my head is. Like when I ran out of the gym crying because I was so over deadlifts, that's who ran out and followed me out and was like, just stop deadlifting. Right. Don't do it anymore. And kind of told my coach, I don't think like, I don't think she's okay anymore. I think it's not okay. And you do need those people sometimes who are right there in the trenches with you. Mm -hmm. Um, now people are always like well how do you find that that is the harder question right because if you're like me i'm not on a powerlifting team Mm -hmm. i don't have a team right now i don't even have a fucking coach right now right (laughs) and so yeah sometimes you do have to look around and say okay who are the people in this room right now or in this gym or Mm -hmm. in this sport in this state or what have you or fuck on instagram or facebook who I can use as resources or who I can bounce ideas off of. Like I know there's a certain number of women I can go to that I've met through Facebook groups or through Instagram where I can sit, who may not know me personally. They know nothing about my personal life, but Mm -hmm. they know my lifting life. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are the women that I might message and be like, like I had a question about using um, for a really long time. I was doing yoke walks as part of my training. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had a question that was woman specific that I didn't want to ask my coach. And so I reached out to one of the girls from one of my Facebook groups and I was like, look, I know you compete in strongman and this is going to be a really dumb question. I prefaced it because I knew it was a stupid question at heart. Like it was something that was so base level. And I was like, I know you've been doing this for like 900 years and this is going to be like a day one question, but here's, here's what I need to know. And I put it out there and she was like, oh no, honey, I wondered the same thing for the longest time. It's a perfect. So sometimes you do have to find those people in internet land Mm -hmm. and i'd say to those of us especially who are a little more intimidated by like human contact like i'm super introverted i'm not gonna lie i talk a lot but i'm Mm -hmm. super introverted um don't be afraid to use the internet as a resource um no those people can't all become your friends not everything works out like brie and i did (laughs) right right yeah (laughs) 
Um, but don't be afraid to reach out to people that you see on the internet and say, hey, I heard you mention blah, 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 blah. And sometimes it does help to have a group of women that you sit with in a group on Facebook or in a group text or what have you, mm-hmm. who you can support each other that way. Because if that's what you've got, that's what you've got. Like, there aren't a ton of women in the barbell club at my gym. So mm-hmm. guess what? I still rely heavily on the women I know through the interwebs. But it's still helpful to be able to even say, you know, okay, well, I feel like crap. I've got my period. What do I do now, right. guys? You know. So don't be afraid to use to kind of find those people no you should not be looking at an entire 1155 of your followers to be your tribe of women in fitness that's a bad idea i'm telling i'm saying outright that's a terrible idea um but if there are five of them that you feel really comfortable with hey right take that and run with it yeah for sure and i see a lot of times in um the 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 product i use to manage my diet uh we have a facebook group and i see people saying oh i need an accountability partner if that's what you need put that out there right you know is willing sometimes you have to kind of be willing to put it out there um and it goes back to like if you're trying to find your tribe i think yes you can wait for those people to come to you um and sometimes you do need those people to come to you and i think we all need to be open to coming to people and saying hey i noticed you seem to be needing help with blah 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 right but on the other side also be willing to kind of put it out there like hey i need help with this or i need support for this and just put it out there and see who replies it's not always going to be who you were looking for right exactly exactly and that's the thing too i think you also have to be um you know open to the fact that 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 support or help that you are seeking may not come in the package that you expect it to. So here's part of the thing too. I think a lot of times where, you know, folks might end up kind of, you know, with, I don't know, hurt feelings or feeling some kind of way. I think, you know, a lot of times we look at certain people that, you know, either quote unquote motivate us or we quote unquote look up to and this is the problem with putting people on a pedestal right um you know you see these you see these people you see their themselves or their representatives on social media right and you're like oh my god she's so perfect she deadlifts this she does this she does that like she may not necessarily be the person you think she is kind of outside of that curated image on Facebook. And then right. so you might reach out to that person. And again, you may not get the response that you were expecting, not because that person is mean or unhelpful or they're a bitch, but they're just not the person <laughs> that you thought they were. You know what I'm saying? And then you're like in your feelings about it. But I think at the end of the day, you have to remember that all of these people are human. Right. Yep. You know, I can look at, you know, Elizabeth Ock and Wally and be like, oh, my God, like, she's amazing. She's the most amazing person on the face of the earth. And da, 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 da. I may think this and that. But and she totally is. But not she, really. yeah, she is. Absolutely. But I also have to, you know, kind of temper that with she's also a, a full time working mom and she runs her own business and she's got all these other things going and on. She's a human so, being. And she's a freaking human being. So, you know, you have to kind of manage that sort of perception you have in your head of how someone is you know and what you might be seeking from them versus sort of what they are able to provide or what you think they should be able to provide and I think that's where and that's not just you know amongst us I think just in general that is that's because I see it happen all the time like 
you know, with a lot of folks that I follow um, and someone puts something out there and either, you know, that person doesn't respond to them right away or something happens and then you always see this follow up like, wow, you know, I messaged you like, you know, five times about, you know, loaning me money and you never messaged me back and you're terrible. And it's like, oh, wait, what? Or, you know, well, you know, and I asked you if, you know, you could give me some free training and you said no and you suck and da 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 da. And it's just like, what? You know, and I think reality is this, and I think sometimes we have to remember this, especially with people who have come a long way in this sport and may be offering um, coaching services, or um, they may be working as coaches. You have to temper your expectations and be clear about what you're looking for, because I know I've said something. Like I said, I talked about Chelsea um, and her and and her advice to me about my arch. Chelsea is a coach. I am not going to tell you to go ask her questions without saying this is the name of her business. Right. If you're going to ask her questions, she may give you feedback. She might not. She gave me a little piece of free feedback. Right. A little piece. If I want all of her feedback. You want to pay for it. I'm going to give her money. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to pay her to be my coach. Yeah. I'm not. And I think sometimes, yes, she might be someone like if I were to go, like you and I were talking about the other day, going down to USAPL Nationals, mm-hmm. um, taking a little trip to go be powerlifters, even though we're not lifting in the in the in the meet. Right. Um, I might run into her there and, you know, feel free to walk up to her and say, oh, my God, you know, from a, a fan standpoint, because I totally fangirl over her, but also be from like a, I respect who she is and what she, and what she does standpoint, or even Kim Walford, like right. walking up to her and and from a respect standpoint. But the thing is, I don't expect Kim Walford to give me deadlift advice for free. Right. Right. That's part of her job at this point. She's a coach. And I think we need to realize like you can engage someone as a friend and as a human being and as a peer in one sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect someone um, like the guy that's in my Instagram video that I posted today, um, today being Sunday, because um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just realized we'll drop this on Wednesday. Um, he gave me some really good advice, but I don't expect him to vomit advice at me because right. he's a coach. Right. Like at some point I need to pay him for what he's yeah. doing and what he's. So and I think I, some of us need to balance out like, are you asking for coaching or are you asking for or coaching and feedback? Or are you asking for a friend? Because right. I might want to engage Kim Walford as my friend. And that's one thing. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't want new friends, I can't force her to be my friend. Right. But if I'm engaging her for advice, I should not necessarily expect her to give me free advice. Oh, of course not. Absolutely not. But I think sometimes what we see with people is that they expect from people who work as coaches right. to get free feedback. I it, And I think we need to, you need to sometimes balance. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes your coach can be your friend. Right. Um, it gets weird, especially in this sport as you get older, where your coaches are younger than you or your coaches are the same age as you where you've got to kind of do this dance of, well, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're my coach, but you can't really be my friend because you're my coach Mm -hmm. and there has to be some distance. And I think that's what makes this sport a little weird sometimes. Well, and I think too, um, balance. And this goes, it's interesting because um, we did, I did some programming at work for some incoming grad students. And, you know, we talked about the whole concept of networking and building relationships and what that means. And I said, you know, one of the things that you have to remember when you are building a relationship, you know, with respect to networking, A, there's not necessarily always going to be an immediate payoff. 
And B, if it is truly a relationship that you are cultivating, you cannot just jump into a situation asking for shit, right? You know, the general rule of thumb is if you, if there is someone that you are looking at either, you know, as a mentor or just sort of, you know, kind of be able to bounce ideas off of, et cetera, et cetera, you need to approach it in, in this way. You need to give, 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 then ask. So you give three times before you ever ask anything of that person. And that could be something as simple as, hey, you know, thanks so much for your perspective on X, Y, and Z. Oh, I see that you are, you know, starting a new X, Y, and Z endeavor, coaching business, this or that. Do you mind if I shout you out on our podcast, right? Or, oh, you know, that was really great that so-and-so that, you know, you shared with me in terms of, you know, X, Y, and Z company, you know, supplement. Do you mind if, you know, I, you know, just say, hey, you know, this was really great that, you know, so-and-so hit me to this, y'all check it out, stuff like that, you know, and it becomes a... It, it has to be a give and take sort of relationship because again and this is the same thing with making friends you can't constantly ask things of other people and never offer anything to them in return whether that just be hey I'm just checking on you to see how you're doing today you know or oh I see that you're going to be you know in my city for this meet you know if you need anything let me know you know I can recommend some restaurants you know I'd uh, you know I can I'll come out to the meet and support you know stuff like that and that's what really truly builds um, a relationship and a tribe, you know, so mm-hmm. I think you have to, you know, people have to kind of think about that as well, you know, and I'm all I always try to be very mindful, you know, of, of folks that I do consider to be friends, but also are either in, you know, a business that I might want to, um, you know, take uh, use one day or whatever to just be mindful of both parts of that relationship, you know, and not taking advantage one way or the other you know and i think that also again becomes very helpful in building a tribe when people know that the and this is the thing if people if 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 people look at their phone and they see your number and they cringe because they know that you want something for them from them that's not the type that's not how you build a tribe nope that's not how you build you know a a a, a relationship or nurture a friendship so you have to be very mindful of making sure that you're not always taking and never um you know never giving in return and in this sport i think there is um i well i I, it's easy to with everybody being around the same age you know there's this sort of age range that's pretty 20 something to 40 something you know Mm -hmm. where it's really easy to get that like coaching friendship relationship really muddled because we're all in an age where we can socialize with each other pretty openly of course no i'm not socializing with the junior lifters who are in who are under 21 right i can't what do i have in common with you i'm old enough to be your mom right um but when we get into these lifters who are in their late 20s and they may be a better lifter than i can ever hope to be Mm -hmm. and offering coaching services or giving me advice i still have to remember despite the fact that they're i'm older and they're younger the power dynamic is a little different right and it's not what and so you do need to decide sometimes on the front end you might make friends with someone and then decide you want them to be a coach mm-hmm. still treat them with the respect that you would a coach in another situation yes you wouldn't i wouldn't expect a coach to coach me for free ever right. unless Absolutely they not. offered it on the front end unless they said to me hey I want to like I had a friend who a while back this was several years ago he was starting his coaching business and he said to me you know what 
I just want to give you some programming to see if it works. Mm -hmm. In that situation, he's still your coach, though. You may be getting the money for free or the, the programming for free, but still give them the respect. And I think we sometimes you have to think about the way you would want someone to, be, to, to treat you. Mm -hmm. And I think as far as finding your tribe, that's kind of how I've tried to approach this entire kind of relationship building thing in this powerlifting land. And the advice I give people when people talk to me about how they feel about powerlifting and joining in on this dark side of powerlifting because right. we have cookies and you can eat here. Mm -hmm. um, don't say anything or put anything in the universe that you don't want to come back and bite you in the ass later. Um, and I would give you that advice about anything. Um, right. It's... It's a, it's a sport that's not that big. Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, there are a lot of us, but there aren't. And don't say things that you don't, that you might want to take back later. Right. <laughs> you know, I, 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 it's don't, don't put anything into the universe you don't want back. Because I know I have a big mouth and I say a lot of things and I kind of don't care to a certain extent, but I don't put anything out there that I'm not willing to defend. Mm-hmm. And, or to back up with what I said and say it again. <laughs> and, right. I think when you're building your tribe, know that you're putting energy out there in the universe. You're, um, especially as you're looking for people in the sport, make sure that you're doing it from a genuine place. Be who you are. Don't put anything out there, good or bad, right. that you don't really mean. Like, don't tell someone, oh my God, you're such an amazing power lifter, if you really think they're a shitty person. Like, right. don't lie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, don't be friends with people just for the sake of kind of being able to ride their coattails. Because if right. you don't like them, you don't like them. Eventually, that superficiality is going to show. Yes. So it's, I think, in an ideal situation, to kind of come full circle, um, look for people you genuinely want around you, either right. in the sport or in life. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody I hang with in the sport are people that I would necessarily socialize with in day-to-day -day life just because we don't have anything else in common but powerlifting, but from a powerlifting standpoint, there are amazing people that I wouldn't be able to do this without being able to say, hey, help me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not because they're bad people. We just don't have anything in common in regular life. So, I mean, in the powerlifting world, we have a ton in common. In regular life, we might be able to see each other in the street and be friendly, but we don't necessarily need to go sit and have a four-hour dinner with each other. Right. That's all. And... I couldn't powerlift without some of those people. Right. I just couldn't. I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be crying sitting next to my deadlift bar like I yeah. always am. Um, yeah. So just, I think, take into account the things you want coming back to you and the energy you yeah. want coming back to you. Yeah. And that goes for both sides. Like people who are already established, don't put anything out there and don't be like, think about who you want people to think of you as. Right. And not just as an athlete, but as a human being. Like, right. If you're new to the sport, if you're an old head and you've been doing this for 150 million years, don't put anything out there you just don't want back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how life works in general. Yes. Yeah. Karmic energy. retribution is a motto. Energy matters. Energy yeah. matters. Yeah, it, absolutely, it absolutely does. And I think, you know, kind of like we were saying back to this question of how do we change this dynamic, you know, I think there's lots of things that, you know, we can do. Like I said, for example, you know, we have this you know, amazing platform and we certainly can, you know, so y'all, if y'all got questions that you are, you know, too bashful to kind of ask and you want us to ask them for you and kind of put it out there to the, you know, folks that are, are on, you know, the, the folks that are on our Instagram or whatever, you know, shoot us a message, shoot us a DM. We can definitely do that, you know, or even if you have a question about, Hey, you know, I want to, I'm in this area, you know, do you know anybody or whatever, you know, we will definitely do our best to try to 
kind of find those connections for you. You know, I definitely think that's that's something you can do. You know, if you, you know, are at the gym or you, you know, are at the box or whatever, and you see somebody that you haven't seen before, you know, a sister or whatever, just go up and introduce yourself, you know, I mean, just leave it at that. Just say, hey, you know, just one, I'm so-and-so, I, you know, I know you see you've been coming here recently. You know, nice to meet you. If you have any questions, let me know. And just go on about your black ass business. You know, you don't even have to extend yourself past that. But you may, that in and of itself may change somebody's life. You know what I mean? That may change somebody's thought process about like, wow, this is really, this really is a place that can be comfortable for me. And there are other, you know, sisters that are here that are really cool or whatever, you know. So just, you know, do that. Um, You know, if you, you know, see that there's a power meet, you know, going to that's going to be in your area and, you know, some folks from Instagram or whatever that are going to be there competing and you have some time, go show up and check it out and support them. You know, and again, you don't you you may not necessarily, you know, want to let them know, you know, I don't be like, I'm stalking you. But, you know, (laughs) hey, you know, I I see you on Instagram. I saw you were at this meet. You know, it's nice to meet you. Let me know if you need anything. I'm around. It's just those little teeny tiny building blocks. And that is how you go about creating a community. And that is how you go about creating, um, you know, kind of this this safe space of, of folks knowing that, okay, I can look at these folks and know that they got me right yep um so yeah i totally stalked somebody from the internet to a meet and now we're like powerlifting homies yeah i strongly suggest don't be weird about it but totally totally stalk people to meet yeah if you especially if you've never been if you've never competed in a meet and you're trying to figure out what the fuck right that is a great way to figure out how this all works is to go find someone you know from the interwebs and go to their meet and be like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> what do you need? Um, I totally did that. And one of my favorite people on earth is now one of my real life friends because I stalked her to her meet. Yeah. And, you know, again, like I said, you know, I'm I'm putting this out there publicly. If you see me at the gym, you know, or kind of out in these streets or whatever, don't be afraid to come up and say hi. You know, don't even be a if creeper I'm, though. Yeah, don't do that. But like, even if I'm looking like I want to rip your somebody's face off, I'm usually not that way. And I'm always, like I said, I'm always pleasantly surprised when people are like, "Oh, you know, I recognize you," or "Oh, hey, so and so." You know, just come up and say hi. You know, I'm I'm totally cool with that. Even especially even at the gym, even if I'm in like the biggest hurry ever, you know, I will let you know. Hey, I'd love to talk to you more, but you know, I got to get this. I got to pu- push this out because I got to get to work. But you know, yo, let's catch up later, whatever. I'm I'm always always willing to do that so you know don't don't ever you know if you do happen like I said to see me um yeah definitely come up and say hey what's up and you know whatever but yeah man I mean let's let's grow this community because like I said we are so much stronger together um and I know that you know you know we're out there kind of all sort of doing our own thing but it's really nice to have that person or persons that you can kind of hit up and be like oh I'm thinking about doing this meet or you know what do you think again you know my my girlfriend that you know kind of went i went through the bodybuilding thing with like i'm always hitting her up like oh you know tell me what what, what do i need to buy if i want to you know uh, buy you know powerlifting shit that's approved by this certain federation or you know do this i got her and in, you know involved with some stuff i've been doing like you know it's just really nice to have that so you know we're out there and you know we just have to you know be better about again kind of letting our guard down a little bit and extending ourselves and you know other folks extending themselves to us and you know who i mean who knows what we can create from that army of cool ass kick ass strong ass yes yes well i hope did we forget anything is that everything i feel like (sighs) no i mean i'll reiterate that 
I'm available, but I think most of you know that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I my, my Instagram is closed, but that's just because I have my son on there and stuff. But you can always hit me up through Chocolate Bar or whatever, um, you know, and, uh, you know. I'm available as fuck, so. Yeah. Uh, um, you sure you won't say that? I mean, I'm not available as fuck, like, for real. Right. Like, but I'm available as fuck, like, as far as Instagram. Let's change that me. just a little bit. Instagram, your Instagram, uh, your Instagram, get, your Instagram, that, your Instagram, your DM's about to be popping if you say that. What's really sad is as inappropriate as I am on here all the time, my DMs are they're, they're, they 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 they're interesting, but I but I've managed to keep a fairly classy, <laughs> sane set of DMs. She classy, like, y'all. The Don't only, get it twisted. The, the only ones that are like really, really, I really I've only had maybe a class of five weirdos, and you know what? Now that I think about it. They're almost all repeat weirdos who right. just changed who just changed their accounts so right. they can re weirdo me. So it's the same five weirdos. It's the same five weirdos in rotation. That's not bad. Like <laughs> everybody else is actually like pretty normal. Like I get a lot of powerlifting people in yeah. there. Like, but cool. that's not weird. So yeah yeah Yeah, so i I think the moral to the story is you know each one teach one reach out you know let's give them be friendly let's let's give our reader i mean our readers our listeners some homework this week reach out to one person at your gym at your box or whomever a sister that you have seen or never seen before just reach out and introduce yourself and see what happens yep and if you can't find a sister then you could just find somebody right or or even on the interwebs you know you yep. may follow them but never necessarily say a whole lot you know reach out to them and say hey sis you know i just want to let you know i see you you're doing your thing you know if you have any questions or hey i have a question you i'd love to ask you see what happens and, and report, engage yeah report back to us let us know anyway engage. i think i think that is that for this evening because i'm about to go finish up this here m- pineapple mimosa yes shit. I'm really jealous that you have that night, girl, and go thank my husband profusely for the gift Amen. that he has bestowed upon me Amen. this evening, and I will leave. Yes. I will leave that with the, yes. P- the PG-rated version of that. Yeah, and uh, we will see you next time at the bar. Thank you for listening. You can always find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Leave us a comment. Please leave us a rating so we can get this here podcast uh, up and popping on iTunes and SoundCloud in terms of um, you know when people look us up will be the first thing that pops up if you have other ideas about shows that are you know topics that you want to hear us discuss let us know and we will see you at the bar i'm brie signing out bye-bye bye (laughs) y'all